This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another show of Players Only. Presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. 1200 AM, 1440 AM. You can also find us on... Uh, wherever you get your podcast, just search for ESPN Syracuse and look for players only. Or you could go to ESPNSyracuse.com and get the podcast that way. Um, we're also on Instagram as well. So make sure you send all those questions that you want us to answer. Hopefully we'll have some time at the end of today's show. Um, but we got ourselves a good show today. Um, we're now officially, think about it this way, today is December 11th. We are officially two weeks away from Christmas. Yes, we are. Two weeks away. Coming down that final stretch. Yep. So uh, all you people who haven't gotten your Christmas shopping done, me included, get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff. I'm, you know, I wasn't available last week. I wasn't really feeling too good. Um, a lot of good stuff happened to close out the fall sports season. Yeah. Um, General Brown unfortunately lost. Mm, they were so state close. football final. It was close. It was yeah. a good one. Uh, twenty nine to fourteen, I believe, was the final. Yep. If I remember correctly. Paul O'Neill was the champions, but you know, great fight by General Brown there. Oh yeah, and so fall sports are officially over. Now it's time to focus on winter sports. And one winter sport. I mean, we we've taught basketball for a good chunk. Mm-hmm. To start, what we haven't covered yet is boys ice hockey, mm-hmm. and the season's already gotten underway. In fact, it was kind of worrisome that we didn't have a normal start to the boys ice hockey season. Yeah, with that whole referee issue. Yeah, the, um, it, it was it almost never got off to a good start that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, everyone sort of banded together and realized, hey. We got to have a full season. We haven't had a full season in two years. I mean, it comes um, down to the fact that they got to do what's best for the players. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but since then, um, you know, that whole issue aside, which we could talk about another day, the season got off to a really good start for a lot of these teams. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really surprising right now? If you look at Syracuse.com and you look at the boys' ice hockey standings in Division One, Liverpool is on top yep. of the division. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk? Yeah, Liverpool really, uh, as you said, off to a strong start, uh, winning a bunch of non-section games. Uh, yeah. They've had a we've we talk a lot about how uh, playing out of section at times. Uh, it, it's a run up to what you are going to see in mm-hmm. the state playoffs and. They've uh, played two already out of section uh, games so far, uh, splitting those. So, yeah, it's a good start for Liverpool. Yeah, and what's really not a surprise, though, is West Genesee is off to a great start, as usual. The defending Section 3 champs in Division 1, they're off to a great start. They're unbeaten right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the only reason why Liverpool is on top of them, is, is on top of the division right now, is because they've played one more game in the division itself. Yep, that's why they're two. They're two and zero. West Jenny is only one and zero so far in games played uh, against division opponents. But um, 
you know, West Jenny's doing well. So they've scored 18 goals on the season, only given up three. Yeah, that's a testament to sophomore Luke back in goal because we mm. saw Dylan DeSina. He was their uh, main stopgap at that goalie position last year uh, in their run to make it to the state championship game. Uh, they ended up uh, losing in that one, but Luke Beck has really just filled in for the... Uh, DeSina was a senior last year, so the sophomore steps in and really just there's just such a smooth transition right there. Yeah, and you look at some... There's a couple of new names. Um been added to D1. Um, Watertown IHC making a return, and they, mm-hmm. they're they off to a pretty decent start, too. They're 2-2 two and two on the year, yep. uh, and all across the board. They've scored 14 goals, given up 13, so they've been half and half so far. Um, but I guess what's really surprising, and I, I couldn't believe this when I looked at this, Syracuse, Syracuse Central School District, 0-6 yeah, rough start on the, the year. Ouch. And, and the Cougars, the last couple of years, have been one of the best teams in Division One boys ice hockey in Section 3. Mm-hmm. And it's just really surprising that they're 0-6 right now on the year. Yep. Um, they've scored only nine goals on the year, given up 36. Yeah, I mean, when they lose all their best players from last year, I mean, it really kills them because, you know, we saw Owen Mahar mm-hmm. go off to uh, boarding school somewhere else. We saw... Um, Jameson Bucktooth, one of their other best players, uh, he uh, is out with a pretty serious injury. Yeah. And so, yeah, losing a couple other seniors. And now, yeah, they're just, the roster's depleted and you're, they're missing a lot of really good talent. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I remember well, back when I first started with the NFHS Network, um, I was scouting out uh, a game up at, uh, I can't remember uh, the place. It was out in Baldwinsville, so the I think it was the Lysander Arena, mm-hmm. and um, I I believe Liverpool was playing a Section Three game, a, a tournament game, and um, you know I was scouting it out, getting a feel for the high school game, uh, and and one of the kids from Syracuse was there, and we talked about how good uh, their team was, and you know he gave me all sorts of pointers on on uh, what's been going on, and but that was like two three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing now to see that Syracuse has gone that far south in that short of amount of time. Um, I, 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 I hope they get. I hope they get better. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I hope they get healthy uh, and they start putting putting together some games. But uh, it's just really surprising. I mean, they've had fights. I mean, only a one point or one goal loss to Skinny Atlas, who's a really good team for oh, yeah. me too. They saw one goal loss to Messina. They were putting up fights. They just really can't in the clutch time. They're not performing as well as I think they would like to be. Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, I know it's it's kind of a little bit late to do a preview since a lot of a lot yeah. of teams have played games. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had to take a, I, I guess right now, um, who's your favorite? And who's your sleeper? Well, I think the favorites, West Tennessee, you've got to say it's them mm-hmm. because of just the talent on that roster. I mean, you've got, uh, I've already mentioned Beck and Goal, but then you've got Will Schneid, Ryan Considine, and Liam Burns, all three of those guys returning from last year's team, and they've all been playing really good, especially Schneid. Like, we know he was one of their best players last year, and he's just really stepped up. But also, Casanova, I think they might even just be my pick right off the bat because they lost Jake Owens, who was one of their best players last year, but they still have Jack Donlin. 
They still got Logan Hall, and they've got a really good. They've they've almost got a goalie competition there with Tucker Ives and Ezra Stahlberg. So I think that it's a toss up right now between who I would pick to win it, Jenny or Kaz, because I think it could be either of those two teams. Well, speaking of Jenny and Casanova, they actually play this week. Yeah, that's going to be on the fourteenth. That's going to be a real uh, eye opener to what both of these teams' outlooks are. Yeah, I kind of like West Jenny as the favorite here too. I mean. You look at some of the non-league games or non-section games that they're playing. They're taking on Shenandoah uh, th- three days after Christmas on the 28th, and then they play host to Victor, mm-hmm. um, which Victor, we all know, is a, is a pretty decent team out of Section 5. And that's already with a win against Pittsburgh Menden earlier this Yeah, there season. you go. Um, so I like West Jenny as a favorite. Um, Baldwinsville, I have to go with a sleeper because they were last year's Section 3 runner-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played uh, West Jenny earlier this year in the Icebreaker Tourney and uh, lost to them 6-1. to one. Yep. Um, But they got a pretty favorable schedule coming up, Baldwinsville. I mean, they got FM, Fulton, uh, Rome Free Academy, and Whitesboro. Four games on the road. Really, the tough one there is Whitesboro. Yep. Um, again, a non-conference matchup with Williamsville South out of Section 3, uh, outside of Section 3 play. Um, Fairport a little bit later in the year. I kind of like Bowensville to really um, make a run. I, I I think they were robbed in last year's Section 3 final. I mean, they played West Jenny tough last year yep. uh, in the D1 final. And I, this year might be their year. Yeah, I could definitely I think. see that. I, I could see it. I mean, they, they did lose bad to the Wildcats 6-1. But you also have to admit, that was early in the season. I yep. think by the time, you know, whenever these two teams meet, which hopefully will be in the Section 3 title game because that would be a matchup worth seeing, I think I, I think the Bowensville Bees will be a, a, a better opponent. Yeah, will, I mean, will be a better team. Yeah, you just got to really see how they uh, start to mesh with each other because, yeah. again, they've lost, they lost some talent from last year too. So we'll really see how they're able to step up to the plate here and if they're able to step up in that uh, sectional tournament. Yeah. And also, I keep an eye on Watertown IHC as well, mm-hmm. because yeah, they're two and two right now on the start of the year, and but they don't play a lot of games this year. Yep. Um, in fact, they really only have four the rest of the way in December, four in January, and then one in February. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I think is kind of weird. Yeah, it's only a twelve game slate over the I, entire I, season. That's just weird, but. Um, but the way that it's looking, they play Cicero North Syracuse this week after beating them earlier this week, mm-hmm. uh, five three. In fact, they're playing. They played them three times. Over they're playing three of times. Ten days. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that is just I, again what a weird schedule. But I keep it. I keep an eye on Watertown IHC. Hopefully, they'll they'll be able to qualify, uh, for the playoffs. But I keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we will discuss Division Two. Yeah. Um, not a lot of teams in Division Two, but there's still plenty to talk about. Yeah, a lot of good um, talent there. Oh, yeah. Great talent. Um, especially a surprise mm-hmm. le- uh, leader in Division Two right now. We'll get into more of that here coming up next on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 
and 100.1 FM. And let's talk Division Two. Yep. Boys ice hockey. And I did mention earlier that there is a surprise leader uh, in Division Two right now, and that is Cortland Homer. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, upset Skating Atlas earlier this season, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah, in overtime. A mm-hmm. Great goal there um, by, I believe, Andrew Partigianoni. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they've just gotten off to a hot start. Yeah, and, and by the way, those two teams meet again January 10th. I'd yeah. circle that game on the calendar. Yeah, that has got to be looking for that. That's a huge one out of D2. Um, with, with that being said, you look at the Division Two standings right now, and yeah, Cortland Homer's on top, and Skinny Atlas is down there on the bottom uh, at 3-2 and two overall, but 0-1 in Division Two play. That being said, it's still a two-team race between the two of them, right? Yeah, because I mean, both those teams we saw them last year, where they were really the one-two combo of this D two, uh, that D two playoffs, and it looks like it's going to be the same here again. I mean, you've got some good competition with teams like New Hartford, with teams like CBA JD, but in reality, those two teams have the best all-around rosters mm-hmm. and really the most star talent out of all those teams. Yeah, and again, when we talk about D two, um, yeah, there's Cortland Homer, yeah, there's Skinny Atlas, but you got to remember there's five other teams and one team that I find really surprising right now is the Oswego Buccaneers. Yep. They are four and two right now on the year. Uh, overall two and two in conference play one and one in division play. The thing I find worrisome though for the Bucks is that they score a ton of goals. In fact, they lead division two with 28 of them, but they also give up the most. At 27 so far on the campaign. Um, that's a scary thought if you're, the, uh, if you're the Buccaneers right now out in Oswego. What could they do um, to not only keep the goal scoring coming, but also limit the amount of chances that the teams get? Because their schedule, I mean, it, it gets tougher for them uh, later on down, uh, down the road. Yeah, I mean, Riley Wallace is a very good goalie, but I think it's more on the defense here where they have to step up. We see a lot of Oswego's best players being uh, forwards. They've got a lot. They've got a really good offensive roster, but the defense here, uh, you've got a couple good players there with guys like Jacob Morse and guys like uh, Parker Kaprosky. But outside of that, they're missing some of that depth at the with your, their defensemen. That's why I'm mm-hmm. looking for them to really step up there, not allow as many shots on goal. Because again, Riley Wallace is a good goalie. I don't think he should be getting as much of the um, as much of the credit for all these goals allowed because he's again good goalie. Yeah, I mean, and they beat Mohawk Valley last week, uh, four to two. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, here's what I'm concerned about: you look at their schedule, home against Whitesboro, Tuesday, then beginning Thursday they go on a six-game road trip. Yep. Here are the opponents: Auburn on the fifteenth, at Cortland Homer mm-hmm. on the twentieth, CBA JD on the twenty-second. Then they get Christmas off, as everybody else does. Yeah. Beginning of January, January 3rd, at Skinny Atlas, at Clinton, then at New Hartford. Yep. That's a toughie. That's a tough one. When you play six road games, and two of them happen to be the top, what will be the top two teams in Division Two. Mm-hmm. 
And, of course, they do play them again. Uh, they do play Cortland Homer again at home, as well as the Lakers, uh, January 24th and February 7th, respectively. Um, it's kind of worrisome if you're Oswego right now. Yeah, it, I mean, it would be. Yeah, it, that's it why is. I don't really see Oswego as, as much of a sleeper team as some of these others. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they just got tough, such a tough schedule that it's just going to be really difficult to see how... Uh, they're able, like, I think that they're, like, as you said, all these teams, uh, we, I believe, make the playoffs. Yeah. But um, it, it's just going to be tough after going through that tough regular season schedule if they're able to just keep their heads up for that, um, for the playoffs because it's you take a beating playing that many games against good teams in a row yeah. away, and it's just going to be tough to see them keep their heads up. For me, the team I'm looking at as a sleeper is New Hartford because mm. – Two one and one on the season, and they've really done exactly what they're supposed to do against every team. They've beaten teams like Fulton and Oswego. They had a tie against RFA, where I think they think that they're the better team, mm -hmm. uh, and New Hartford really could have stepped up more and won that game. But a close game against Beville, only losing that by one. As we've said, Beville's one of the best teams in D one. New Hartford, a D two team, put up a really good fight. So they're a team that uh, has struck me as. I think that they can definitely uh, make a run here in this uh, tournament. I, are they going to beat Skinny Ellis or Corlin Homer? I don't know. But um, I could see New Hartford as one of those teams that really surprises some people. Yeah, New Hartford made it to the semis last year yep. in uh, Section 3, Division 2. And, um, yeah, and I'm looking at their schedule right now. They got a pretty favorable slate. I mean, it, it's not easy. They host Skinny Atlas on the 16th. Um which should be a tough one, but then you look at some of the how their schedule goes. Their key, their key stretch, I think, is that four-game stretch in January, all on the road, at Cortland Homer, at CBAGD, at Skinny Atlas, and then at Auburn. Mm -hmm. um, if they could go maybe three and one, uh, or even two and two, I think they're pretty decent shape. Yeah, I mean, I just know that a lot of people cut, uh, just really discarded the uh, Spartans after losing the Joy brothers from mm -hmm. last season. Derek Joy, their goalie, and then Will, or sorry, uh, Dylan Joy, also a really good player, and they just didn't give them enough credit after losing them, and they've really just stepped up in their absence. Yeah. I think for me the favorite is going to be, uh, I still think the favorite's going to be Corlin Homer. Mm -hmm. I, th I, th I think Corlin Homer, they were last year's runners-up. They, they were itching. Yeah, They were itching for it. Um, and, and I think this year is going to be their year that they're finally going to, uh, take the division two title away from skinny Atlas and make a, make a ton, a ton of noise at the state tournament. As for a sleeper pick this year, I don't really think there is a pure sleeper really. Um, Clinton can be a good team. Auburn right now they're 0 four, but they could be a good team. They could cause some noise. In terms of a real sleeper, though, there really isn't one. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, I, I the the you know that's how, I guess that's a good thing and bad thing about Division Two is because there's no sleeper. Anybody can anybody could do anything, but the bad yeah. thing is there isn't one that says, "Oh, you got to keep an eye on them." Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, I again, we've talked about New Hartford. Whitesboro is a good team. Oswego, if they could continue to play really well and start allowing less goals, uh, they could cause some noise. Clinton could make some noise. And, uh, you know, Auburn, even Auburn, at, you know, they started the year 0-4. They could still make some noise. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, lot of talent all around there. Oh, yeah. 
So, yeah, there really is no sleeper. I mean, there is a favorite. We all know there's a favorite in Cortland Homer, but in terms of a sleeper pick, I'm not seeing one. I'd have to agree with you there. I mean, in terms of the team that I'm picking to win it all, I'd still have to go skinny Ellis. I mean, I know they won it last year, so it's kind of a chalky pick. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they're keeping the guy who I thought was the best goalie in the section from last year, Chad Lowe. He's coming back for his senior season. He's only allowed eight goals on the season, had 100 saves. So, um, I just think that with his talent there, Mm -hmm. he's just so good that they can beat any team at any given point. Because that's just what they can do. You could have a defense where you could have a game where the defense just collapses and Chad Lowe just saves every single shot because that's how good of a player he is. And you still got guys like Henry Major, the sophomore, to be your scorers, where Skinnerless only has to score like three goals and they win because of right. how good their defense mm-hmm. is. Yep. It's still a long road to late March. Well, not late March, early March mm-hmm. for the uh, Section 3 finals at the Upstate Medical University Arena. In downtown Syracuse, not that far from here. Yeah. Um, but again, there's still a long way to go. There's still plenty of hockey left to be played. Um, anything can happen. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a really, really fun season. All right, when we come back, we will have Trevor Boyce from the Central Square Boys basketball team. He's going to join us on the show here, so we'll talk some hoops coming up next here on Players Only. Presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. And we're now joined by Trevor Boyce out of Central Square Boys Basketball. Welcome to the show, Trevor. It's a pleasure. So let, let's talk about it so far. Your team is 2-1 and one on the year so far, uh, having a, uh, just competed in a tough loss with Auburn uh, last week. So how do, you, how do you think the season's gone so far for you guys? I, I mean, I know you've only played three games, but what's your honest opinion so far in the season? Um, yeah, honestly, I think we're actually off to a pretty good start. Um, you know, we had those two pretty big wins against Machine and Canyon to start the season. Um, that kind of gave us a little boost, but, you know, it's only going to be harder from here, so hopefully we can just have a pretty good season. And so what are the goals for the team this season? I know last year, not what you were really looking for, but now that you're a senior this year, what are what are the goals for this team? Um, I think the goals are just win as many games as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else in particular? Maybe some individual goals? Um, I mean, like we got a pretty good team, so I think uh, just to have people step up a lot more, um, that's really about it. Well, so far on the year, um, you've scored 36 points total. Um, your best game was against Can when you scored 16. Um, how how do you, um, without going into too much detail, obviously, because obviously we don't want other teams potentially listening in and getting a free scouting report on us, but um, 
what what's generally the offensive game plan for you guys? Uh, is there one particular person you feed the ball to, or or is it just you know sharing the ball around and hopefully somebody gets a good look? Um, yeah, honestly, we have a lot more talent this year than we did last year, so we have a lot more people who can score and we really share the ball well. So. Yeah, and, um, you know, oh, sorry. You know, keep going. Yeah, no, keep, you're good. All right. <laughs> I, you we know, just really look for anybody to score at this point. So, I mean, uh, you were the team's best player last year, but, I mean, you lost a couple of pretty good seniors like Jeff Myers and Bryce Kogel, guys like that. So, uh, who are some of the particular players who have come in there and filled that void? Uh, start, we got Shane Berquist. He's uh, had a pretty good start of the season. He had 20 against Auburn. Um, then we got Tyler Michael. Uh, he's filling in for a big spot. He's not a more not a scorer, but he really does everything else for us. Um, then we have Colin Keys, who is a sophomore. He's kind of fulfilled that point guard position that Bryce had. Um, and that's about it. So I also heard you are a uh. A two-sport athlete, right? Or a three-sport? Two-sport. Okay, so two-sport. Yep. I do know you play baseball. All right, yeah. so here's a, here's the biggest question here. Which do you have more fun playing, basketball or baseball? <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, I would honestly have to say basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why basketball? Um, it's just a lot more competitive and a lot more action going on the whole time. I just find it more... Enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, with baseball, you're just standing around waiting for the ball to be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, baseball does have its exciting moments, but, you know. Yeah. We all like baseball. And so, <laughs> you're a senior this year. Um, do you have any aspirations of playing college ball, whether that be basketball or baseball? Um, you know, it's always a dream to play at the next level. But... I am actually looking into trade work, so that's probably what I'm going to be going into college for. Nice. Anywhere in particular that you've looked so far? or Not yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, w- with that being said, which is the toughest place to play? I mean, I know I know you go on the road to a bunch of these schools uh, in Section 3. Which is the toughest place to play? Um, I would have to say either J.D. or Fulton. Okay, so what makes what makes Shamesville DeWitt tough to play? I mean, I've been inside their gym, and I know it's a it's a gorgeous facility. But what makes it tough to play at JD? Um, I would have to say just how big their student section is, how loud they can get. Mm-hmm. They're always just right there in your ear. So, okay, so how does it feel when? I don't know, you have like a big name coach come by, I don't know, some guy by the name of Jim Beheim show up. Um, or anybody else on, you know, on the on the Syracuse staff that, that comes by because I I know they come by a lot of schools yeah, uh good. down here. Um so does that add any extra pressure at all? Um, I feel like it does sometimes. If you especially if you know they're there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know I wouldn't be able to step on the court if I knew that uh, Coach Beheim was there. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'd yeah. be like, uh, Coach, can you just sit me on the bench all game? <laughs> um, well, that's just me. Uh, would you consider that you have, like, um, almost, I know Central Square has a rivalry with Fulton. Are there any, like, players over there that you've kind of, like, uh, had some difficulty going against in the past? Because I know that Central Square-Fulton rivalry is pretty big. Um, I know they have Sam Cotton still. I mean, he's always been really tough for us. He's just so strong and crafty with his finishes. So, I mean, obviously Central Square full-time. I mean, we all know the Oswego, Oswego County is, is, is pretty big. I mean, we, we've had um, uh, Phoenix's coach on here, and he was talking about um, you know how important uh, the rivalries within Oswego County are. Um, do you share that same sentiment in terms of, uh, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to uh, Fulton today. You know, this is going to be a county rivalry here. This is big. Um, do you ever get that sensation, like, uh, you know, we got to go out and beat these guys whenever you're playing uh, Fulton or any other school in Oswego County? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, a close rivalry. Uh, battle them a lot of years. It's we've won games. They've won games. It's Definitely a sensation that we get. You know, I mean, I know um, you're one of the best shooters in the or three point shooters in the section. Um, last year, that was uh, you were probably the best, at least in your class. Um, is that generally more of the uh, shot you're looking for this year? Because I know Matt was talking to you a little bit earlier about like what the team's offense is. I was. I know it's really revolving a lot around you as the best player. Is that the shot you're looking for this year? Are you more focused on scoring all around or on the interior? Um, I've kind of developed that I'm not always going to get that three-point look, so I've kind of started to inch inside more mm -hmm. for a pull-up, maybe a floater. Yeah, I mean, you go from an outside to an inside game, and then sometimes you just have to go back to the outside game yeah, a lot of on occasion. Up, yeah. yeah. Well, Trevor, we're going to end our segment here with a little bit of quick-fire questions here um, just to keep things, you know, a little more, what's the word, informal? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Uh, so I, I guess we'll start off with an easy one. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue. We get a lot of blue. Yeah. We get a lot of blue. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what else. Favorite movie? Oh, um... I would have to say the long yard. Longest yard? Yep. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good football film. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Favorite vacation destination? Um, uh, probably Florida. Florida? Anything in particular or just Florida in general? Just Florida in general. Mm-hmm. Good one. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, favorite pregame meal if you have one. Um, I actually don't have a pregame meal. No, that's not the first time somebody said that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it's better just to go out there on the empty stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Any music that you listen to before games to get a little hyped up? Yeah. Um, I listen to country music. Ooh, that's a new one. <laughs> Any particular country music superstar you listen to? Um, no, not really. No? No. no. Right. Just listen to country music in general. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Favorite subject in school? Uh, math. Really? 
Yeah. That's a first. Yeah. No, I, I like <laughs> usually we get English and history, maybe but some PE in there. Maybe you know? maybe some PE. <laughs> <laughs> I just love I just love it when say PE is my favorite class. Why is that? Oh, I get an easy one hundred. You get to play dodgeball. <laughs> I get to play dodgeball. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but that's a first that we never had actually somebody say math is their favorite subject. Yeah. Usually everybody avoids math. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Um. Okay. Um. I don't really have much of anything else to you. Uh, I got one last question. Um, who would you say has been your biggest inspiration? Uh, throughout your entire high school career. Uh, biggest inspiration. Um. I don't really know. Hmm. I really just. I look at a bunch of guys, and it's just, I look up to them. It's not, I don't really have, like, one inspiration. Yeah, hey, better better to have many than none at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, real quick, since Christmas is only two weeks away, what's your favorite thing to do at Christmas? Um, probably just hang out with family, sit around, watch whatever sports games are on. There you go. Yep. There you go. Well, Trevor Boyce, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Good luck the rest of the way, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Yeah. We'll be right back to wrap up the rest of Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. Don't go away. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1 FM. And, uh, yeah, let's do some quick bits um, around high school sports. We first start off with a big game uh, this week. In fact, it's Tuesday. Jitnango. On the road at Bishop Grimes. Yeah, really big one right there. That's what oh, they really got to be on the lookout for. Oh, yeah. Um, these two teams in the last five meetings, it's been all Grimes. Mm-hmm. All Grimes. The last time these two teams met, back in 2020, January 9th, with uh, with Grimes winning 75-45. Mm. So, and, and Chenango is one of the better teams uh, this year. Uh, and, and they got off to a slow start. Uh, on the year, they're one and one. But I mean, they had a great win against Christian Brothers Academy. Oh that yeah, was that was atmosphere. huge. Ended up winning by one point there. But um, yeah, I guess you said a little bit of a speed bump there with the loss to Marcellus. Right. Yeah, and I mean, they also got New York Mills on the schedule a little bit later, um, as well as you know, a lot of they they play three straight on the road, uh, in mid January. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Um. But, yeah, this is a huge one. Yeah, but it's huge I mean, one. You look at Bishop Grimes, they've got a loaded roster as well. Um, you've got players like Dengarang, who uh, was the star of the team last year. He's coming back this year. Mm-hmm. John Coral, the senior. Nathan Abernathy, only a sophomore. Uh, he's been really well. And Eric Wall. So that's four players in their starting five that have just played really well to uh, get the season going. So uh, Bishop Grimes is a great starting five. And then for Chenango, you've got their elite three they're probably the best big three in the section with uh 
Alex Mesh, Ryan Mesh, and Ty Kelly, all uh, superstar players right there. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a fun matchup on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's going to be a great one. Um, so if you're in the mood for some great high school basketball this week, go to Grimes. Yeah, I mean, that gym's going to be packed. you got to get there pretty early if you want to be able to see that game. Oh, yeah, or, or at least get a good seat. Yeah. It's going to be packed. Mm-hmm. Um, some other quick notes uh, going on around high school. Um, you didn't mention to me during uh, while we're on our last break, um, there was one player who was one assist shy the first three games of the season, one assist shy of having a triple-double. Who's that player? In two different games, sophomore Andrew Benedict for uh, Sister North Syracuse Boys Basketball, he had... Um, 13, 11, and 9 in their first game against Ithaca. And then in their third game against RFA, 30, 16, and again, 9 assists. So that's two out of the first three games where he was just one assist shy of getting a triple-double. We'll see if he can get it uh, pretty soon because, you know, he's looking for that. Yeah, I mean, to have a player like that, not once but twice, Mm -hmm. come close to having a triple-double, that's amazing in of itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and triple doubles, we all know. I mean, in the NBA, it's like, eh, somebody got a triple double. Yeah, it was probably LeBron. Yeah. Who cares about LeBron? Um, yeah, triple doubles, sorry. you don't see them too much here. Sorry, Lakers fans, I pissed you off. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it, it, triple doubles in high school games, mm-hmm. th- those are rare. Yeah, with few and far between. Last minutes, you know, you've got yeah. a lot more players. You see a lot of times it's just the big guys getting the rebounds, but yeah, to have a small forward be doing this, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Or almost a point guard, because, you know, he's really switching. He can run any position, one through three, maybe even one through four. Yeah. And, so, yeah. you just got to have good good players. Also, we had a girls basketball player, I think, join almost joined the 1,000-point club. No, she officially hit it on ah. Vea Wingate. Yeah. Um, um, Liverpool. Liverpool. She has. Uh, she's been one of their best players for a couple of years now, and she finally hit the a thousand point mark on her career. She's actually committed to St. John's to play D one basketball. D one hoops. Yeah. So down in the John, a great player John's. right there. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be great to see just how much more she can do on the season because you know they've got a ton of talent over there at Liverpool, and yeah, it's going to be great to see that. Yeah, the, the congrats to uh, Miss Wingate for achieving the thousand point club. Um, that we all know that's not an easy feat to to match. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, scoring a thousand points in a year—that's that's yeah, I mean, really good. See, and th- you, you just have to be. That means if you join the thousand point club, that means that you've been playing since your sophomore year, your freshman Minimum. year. Like you Minimum. have to be an elite player from a young age. Yeah, and it's not just like you can be a junior and then in two seasons you get it. That's not possible. You have to be playing since you were an underclassman. Yeah, I mean, essentially, if you started playing varsity ball in your freshman year of high school, you would have had to score two hundred fifty points a season. Just to match a thousand, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of times freshmen aren't getting those minutes. So that nope. means you have you have to go you have off to earn it. Junior, you have to earn it. Senior seasons, yeah, yeah. So, but again, congratulations on making the thousand point club. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, on a more serious note, we do have our GoFundMe page up for uh, our charity this year, raising funds for the Upstate Foundation. Uh, that is up now, so. If you ever get the chance, go to GoFundMe, look for 
uh, the title of it, which is Players Only Fundraiser for Upstate Foundation. Um, and share it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, share it on Facebook, Twitter. It's up on our Instagram page. Um, please go out and donate. The, the Upstate Foundation does a fantastic job uh, in raising money uh, for the Upstate Galasano Children's Hospital. I should know. I was a patient there mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and I feel like this is this is one of the best ways to give back. So again, yeah, really go is. go to GoFundMe um, and, and and donate how much? I mean, we got a target of five grand. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe that was a little bit much, but uh, who knows? We'll see yeah, what shoot happens. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars, as they say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go uh, go to GoFundMe uh, or visit our Instagram page, uh, and uh, please donate. Mm-hmm. They do a they do an excellent job. Um, we'll keep tabs on it. We'll we'll keep this up for a while. Yeah, this is going to be up through at least I, I'd say probably till the end of January. Yep, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to keep this going for as long as we can. So again, go to GoFundMe. Uh, look for the Players Only fundraiser uh, for Upstate Foundation, uh, and please donate any amount. Uh, will do. Mm-hmm. So, just a great cause. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of good sports happening this week. Uh, or this past week. I mean, I know the U.S. got bounced out of the World Cup early. Yeah, tough loss. To yeah. Loss. But, you know, hey, we made it past the qualifying rounds. So, yeah, there you, you know. go. We made it, made it past group play. And we drew England. Yes, we drew with England. Uh, and then England ended up losing in the quarterfinals to France. Oops. Um, We've still got the lead on them from the Revolutionary War. Oh, come on. Don't throw that at them again. Yeah. And now everybody who's listening to England's like, oh, turn off the radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just lost our English viewers now. Mm-hmm. Our listeners. Oh, God. Um, but on a local level, Syracuse is doing well. Basketball beat Georgetown yesterday. Yep. Orange football is going bowling. Yep. And then the other football, otherwise known as soccer around here, Mm-hmm. Um, they're competing for the College Cup title. Yeah, Monday against Indiana. That's so, gonna be a fun game. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, um, the College Cup is like our NCAA tournament in basketball. Yep. Um, and they call the College Cup is essentially their Final Four and National Championship game. That's how the that's how they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just amazing how men's soccer has been playing so far at Syracuse. Yeah, they've been off to uh, amazing, a great hot streak right here. Yeah, I think there's a there's a I think there's a um, section th- a former section three player on their team. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard that as well. So, um, I mean, I could be wrong, but who knows? But yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Bills, let's go Syracuse. Yeah, go Orange. Um, take home that title. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what's going on. Repping the three one five. Definitely, definitely. Uh, go Bills, beat the Jets. Um, Giants are playing this week, right? Yeah, hopefully we uh, try to upset the Eagles. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I doubt it. Um, but that being said, um, only two weeks till Christmas. Who would have thunk? Mm, yeah. Two weeks. Coming up. Yep. Well, Thank you so much for uh, listening today. Um, again, thank you to Trevor for coming out on the show earlier. For my co-host, Ryan Story, I'm Matt Slocum, wishing you a very pleasant good rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the snow while it's here. 
Um, if not, well, it's here. Yeah. Not much you could do about it. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk to you again next week here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1.